0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning, hoping all is well with you today. I'm very excited to be doing this episode because I got an email over the weekend from someone who just discovered the podcast recently. And they sent in a bit of their life story and some challenges that they've faced, uh, how Kratom has become pretty helpful to them, and also some things that they're trying to figure out with themselves right now when it comes to uh, using Kratom. And they left it off with a few questions, which I thought were really important questions given the day and age we live in. And I... Wanted to kind of devote an episode to this, so I'm not going to identify the person. Also, I couldn't if I wanted to, but um, always best to remain anonymous. Uh, but this person did sign off on the email as GG, and I don't think that's going to give anything away. So I'm just going to call you GG or G, whoever you are. Thank you so so much for writing in. I really appreciate it. So first, I'm going to read some key parts of the email, and then I'm going to get into kind of my answer for it. And I kind of have two different frames of thought with my answers to this email so uh you know I'll, I'll be clear about um those two different frames when we get there so here we go so Gigi starts this email just by saying they just found the podcast uh they've been listening to it nonstop pretty much and they believe that i've successfully achieved my goal of creating a sense of community around kratom and they're really grateful for that well i'm grateful for you pointing that out so thank you so much Um, They said, I was introduced to Kratom in 2018 by my boss while I was a cook at a catering company in LA. Uh, The job, you know, had really crazy long days and they'd often start at 1 or 2 a.m. And Kratom really made this much easier. As someone who has been diagnosed with ADHD and bipolar disorder, they say, I was put on Adderall at the age of 12 only to realize that it was aggravating my bipolar mood swings around when I turned 20. After a very intense psychotic episode that lasted about six months, I was taking off of Adderall and had to relearn how to concentrate while being on a crapshoot of heavy anti-psych medicines. They said that they became a caffeine junkie and they would drink multiple energy drinks a day, and that's on top of a pot of coffee, because it was the only way that they could find relief from their ADHD. Um, And they said that this was their MO for about eight years until they were introduced to Kratom. Kratom was the first thing in my life that gave me the relief for my ADHD and my mood in an actually effective way. It helped me cut back on drinking and caffeine intake, and for the most part, I was singing its praises to anyone who would listen. So that was the intro to the email, and that's just an incredible, you know, introduction and, and you know, to Kratom and just to your story and what, uh what a life experience already that that you've had to go through to get to that point where you found kratom so um really just something else i i enjoy hearing your story so then here's where it gets interesting i think when it comes to like the questions at the end of the email so they say however my girlfriend at the time started doing some research and came across a bunch of horror stories about kratom addiction and withdrawal mainly through places like reddit and youtube She was highly against me starting to take Kratom and actually threatened to break up with me if I continued. So I stopped cold turkey and of course there were no withdrawals. I wasn't taking Kratom for that long. I was at about 4 grams 3 times a day every day at that point. And they said that they went back to excessive caffeine. So um, since that part of their email, they basically said that now it's been a few months since that happened. They actually are not with that uh, girlfriend anymore, but the relationship ended for different reasons and they said that they started taking kratom again recently. They say kratom has been nothing but a help to me for a little under 2 years at this point, and I've found that around 2 grams 3-4 to times a day is where I like to keep my dosages. However, I still have the feeling that I am doing something bad. Enough to feel the need to keep my use of kratom a secret to most people in my life, including my current girlfriend, because I am afraid that it will be a deal breaker. And then they make a little note here in parentheses that says that they're actually kind of certain that it won't be a deal-breaker, and honestly, listening to the podcast makes them feel like sharing this part of their life with their current girlfriend. So now here's getting to the, the questions. I guess this brings me to the reason I'm reaching out to you. Partly, I want to thank you for helping create a space where Kratom doesn't feel like a dirty thing that I need to keep to myself. But mostly I would love to hear your opinion on the first-hand experiences that people post about on Reddit and YouTube, where they talk about how they you know, initially loved Kratom and then they got addicted, and now they wish they never even tried it. They said, I'm not sure if you're aware of the subreddit quitting Kratom reddit thread, which yes I am by the way, but it's quite bleak. In fact, any thread on Reddit about Kratom has its fair share of people who feel like Kratom failed them, and now they have to enlighten the rest of the world on how it's actually a nightmare plant. Um, They said, I understand the kinds of people that feel the need to post on places like Reddit and YouTube are histrionic by nature, and it's easy to act like an expert and throw stones from behind a screen name, but it seems like they are sometimes the majority of the voices that are encountered when someone is trying to do research on Kratom, i.e. my ex. I find so much relief in your podcast and the view on Kratom you are cultivating because it has helped me feel like it's normal and healthy thing for me to explore. Kratom has helped me be a whole person and deal with my mental health struggles without having to rely on more intense pharmaceutical drugs, uh, beside the ones I take to maintain my bipolar. How is that not a success story? How is taking a small amount of plant matter, daily, any worse than taking doctor-prescribed diet meth, Adderall, to achieve the same result, and then some? How do I rise above the stigma that I have internalized and be a proud user of Kratom? And is there any merit to the Reddit and YouTube horror stories that seem to come up whenever you search Kratom? Amazing email. Thank you so much for sharing again, Gigi, and um, let's see what I can do here to answer those questions. So I have two lines of thought when it comes to you know how I want to answer your questions, Gigi and here are the two lines of thought. One line of thought has to do with the fact that, you know, you're asking about the information that's available to people. When people look this stuff up like your ex-girlfriend did, they find overwhelmingly negative things. And, you know, that's what's out there when you Google Kratom. And specifically the subreddit page quitting Kratom and YouTube stories. So, I have watched YouTube stories about kratom and how kratom has been very bad for people. And for those experiences people have had, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to reference them here because um, I, I can't really like pull clips and put them on here or anything. Um, but, but I, I have watched a number of those, and I have found a similar pattern to what I found in the quitting subreddit page. So I'm going to use quitting subreddit as an example, but just know that I have found a similar pattern in uh, YouTube videos of what I'm about to tell you. So I just looked at the Quitting Subreddit page this morning to have updated posts. And here is what I'm finding on this page. I've looked at this page many times in the past, um, but this seems to be fairly representative. I pulled 7 posts from, you know, they were new, they were top trending ones, they were, you know, haven't had hardly any, you know, likes yet or anything. like all over the spectrum um and 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 beyond these seven i've continued to find this pattern and here's what i find here's one person during the peak of the pandemic i was taking 60 to 70 grams per day right now i'm down to 30 to 36 grams per day next person i'm on day 13 no hell powder was taking strictly extracts at the end had a slight cross tolerance to pain pills day six off of those using a medicated taper down 60% today. Um, This person goes on to talk about how uh, they're doing a lot better now that they're not on Kratom, but you know, they're also talking about these prescriptions that they were on as well and they were getting off those. Here's another. Hello, fellow quitters. I officially made it one year since my last dose of Kratom after a five to six year 35 to 40 gram per day habit. Okay. Here's another one. Man, I really hope that worked and you managed to avoid this hell. I am losing it. 50 to 80 grams per day. Just stopped early today and I'm already feeling so horrible. Okay. And then here's here's the last one I'll share. I quit Kratom once already back in 2020 during the pandemic. From about two years of heavy dosing, about 20 to 30 grams per day. So... Tell me, dear Gigi, what's the pattern? The pattern is that these people are taking absurd amounts of kratom. (laughs) It's not, I don't think that their stories are false or that they don't have merit. I think there's plenty of merit there. In fact, I want to scream these stories out on the rooftops for everyone to hear. I I mean, totally. I I feel so bad that they're dealing with these withdrawals and that, um... That they had terrible experiences with Kratom. Um, it's, it's horrible. And, and full stop. Totally. Their stories are valid. The point that I think is important when someone finds the subreddit page and is looking through it, and that's their first source of information for Kratom, is to maybe, you know, give them a nudge and remind them that people are typically supposed to take just like a few grams a day. <laughs> like the amount you take or I take, for instance. These people are taking 15 times, 20 times the amount that almost any vendor would recommend on their packaging, any responsible vendor. And most responsible users, any responsible user as I know, they're not taking that much kratom per day. I mean, these people are taking 20 to 25 grams per dose sometimes, if not more. And you know, aside from the fact that I don't know how that's physically possible unless you're doing extracts, which a few people are. that's That seems to be the pattern, in my opinion. It's not that these stories are invalid or that, you know, they aren't experiencing horrific withdrawals. It's that they're taking absurd amounts of kratom. And then stopping cold turkey after 80 grams a day, I mean, like, like I don't even know what that would be like. So I'm just going to trust that it's hell. <laughs> but I'm never going to be in that position, and neither are you, it seems like. I mean, you're taking two to three grams a few times a day. That's... You that's that's less than one of their single doses, maybe. I mean, and that's a low dose for them. So I think that if someone comes up to me and says, "I've been looking at Kratom I found the quitting subreddit, Kratom, Did you know that people withdraw from it and that it's really addictive?" I would say, "Yeah, I've actually seen that before, and it's it's terrible. I feel really bad that they all got addicted to it and are dealing with these terrible withdrawals um, from from this thing that." That most people don't have that reaction to, um, you know, who are taking the amount that's recommended, and then they say, "Well, what's the recommended amount?" And you say, "Well, it's twenty times less than what these people are taking." That should have some sort of an impact on someone's view if they're open-minded. I think. I mean, you can also liken it to saying, "Hey, you know, what is it? The the most recommended amount of caffeine per day someone should take is like two hundred milligrams or one hundred fifty or something like that." a cup of coffee or a strong cup of coffee or whatever. Um, you can say it's these people are taking the equivalent of like, you know, 20 cups of coffee for the day for years. And then they just stop drinking coffee one day. That's basically what they're doing. So that, I think, that's kind of my view on these experiences, GG. I think that they're real experiences. I think these people are having withdrawals and I think they took so much, so much of this plant that they actually managed to have these terrible withdrawals when they stopped taking it. Um, So that's my view on that. I I think that everyone's story is valid for the most part. I'm sure people are posting certain things that aren't true, but I mean, more or less, I'm I'm just going to, I'm not going to tell someone that they're wrong. I'm going to agree with what someone has researched and found. And that's also going to help that person listen to me when I kind of contradict their their narrative that they put to the information they've looked up. Because if they look up this subreddit page, it means they did their research, you know. And it, just because that's the, that's the information they found, it doesn't mean that they don't care and that they might not be open to more information. Um, it's just they landed on that. And so it's important to be like, wow, yeah, you found that. Yep, totally valid. Yeah, you found the right, in- the right information. Yeah, people do have those terrible reactions when they take 20 times the amount you're supposed to. So that's my, that's my takeaway with that. Then this next part kind of gets into the other frame of thought that I have. Um, you know, the two overlap, this idea of like personal feelings around taking Kratom and the stigma around it and other people's terrible experiences with it, you know, there's overlap, but, um, I'm just kind of separating this in my own head, uh, to answer kind of two different parts of, I think, what you're asking, uh, in the few questions you asked, which are good questions. So this second part that I want to talk about, the stigma, I feel the exact same way, Gigi, I feel the stigma, and I've felt it for a while. Um, I think that it's hard not to feel it. I think that it's good to feel that and to recognize it. Like, to to feel like, you know, you're taking your kratom one morning and you're getting ready for work or something, or if it's late night for you, if you're cooking still, um, whatever you're doing. Um, And when you're taking it, there's that moment where maybe you're just thinking, like, is what I'm doing right now bad? Is this, like, am I just, like you know, doing something terrible that I have to hide in my closet and like, you know, do this when no one's around and then come out and pretend I didn't take any kratom or something. Is that really what I'm doing right now? I have that feeling too sometimes. And I think, I think it's good to feel that. Honestly, here's, here's the reason why. I think that whenever someone is doing something more than what their body needs, it's a common feeling for someone to to, to think about, do I need this? That can be anything, you know? It couldn't even be like, you know, eating chocolate late at night. It's like, do I really need this chocolate bar right now? I should just go to bed. <laughs> From small things like that to um to larger things. And, then, and this is, I think that Kratom, part of the reason why it's such a tough thing to think about in the light of the stigma and why it can, you know, present an existential crisis in us, you know, sometimes is because it has such profound positive impacts on our lives personally um that that the the weight of thinking about the idea that it maybe is a bad thing to do holds more weight than just doing it for the sake of doing it does that make sense it's not just that you know i'll just speak from personal experience it's not just that like i'll think about it and be like oh wow you know you know i'm am i just doing this drug i should really stop doing drugs. You know, it's not like thinking about it like that. It's like this thing helps me in so many ways. And it's like, it's made my life so much better. It's improved it in a number of ways. And I'm still myself and I'm not high off it or anything. It's just literally improving my life. Is this wrong? Thinking about it in the light of, is it wrong? Is like, it's putting all that weight on it. Is it wrong that I would do this so that my life can feel like it should be. And that's a really tough question to ask oneself. I find that I struggle with that sometimes too. And it's it's tough. Totally. I think it's a good thing to ask yourself. It means that you care about yourself. It means that you care about yourself. And that you know that's really good. It means that you care about what you're putting in your body if you really need it. Um, Regardless of what you know that it does for you, you know that it has improved your life personally. And, you know, based on your email, it seems like, you know, taking two to three grams a couple times a day has made your life into what you want it to be. Um, So you know what it does for you and you know that it's a good thing in the way that it works. But thinking about should this continue to be a thing or am I doing something wrong to have this result? I mean, it, it just means that you care about your well-being and your life and how other people perceive you. This is getting into something that... I went to college for sociology, anthropology, so this is getting into the, one of the few things that I really, really picked up from college. There's a sociologist, his name is Charles Horton Cooley, and in the early 1900s, I think it was like, like really early 1900s, he came up with this idea of the looking-glass self the looking glass self and what that was was basically we have different ways of having our own personalities like you know sociologists are always trying to figure out you know how we view ourselves and who we are and everything or who who inherently are us is <laughs> a sociological question I guess but with Horton Cooley he was talking about the looking glass self saying we have three different identities in this world we have how we view ourselves we have how other people view us and then we have how we view ourselves, you know, and act in light of the knowledge of how other people view us. So I think it's very relevant to what you're saying and uh, thought I would pull, you know, some of the materials from my major out there. So kudos to college but um, <laughs> and to Charles Horton Cooley. But I think the looking glass self thing is basically what, you know, you're getting at here because... You personally, the first identity, you know that this works well for you, you have your own identity around how this is helping you so much more than when you were on these other medications, and you feel like you're embracing your life the way you want it to, and that's great. Then there's the knowledge that there's a stigma around kratom, that most people don't necessarily know what it is, and so they find out, hey, this person is taking kratom, Um, we don't know what this is, but we've heard some bad things about it, and... You know, that's we're going to interpret that how we will. And then there's the third self. You know that some people might think that way about Kratom, and you experienced that um, in the past. And so, with that knowledge, you are now trying to figure out who is you with the knowledge of how there's this Kratom stigma and how people might view someone who uses Kratom. And that's the third self and i think that it's helpful for me to think about it in that way when i'm thinking about my own life because it helps me it helps me both take into account what people think about me and what people think about kratom and take it take it to heart because i know that people care about me and don't want me to get addicted to something that's bad but then to also remember that just because someone feels a certain way about something if i know that they're not well informed enough about it to understand why i'm taking it I need to make sure that just because I know that they think about it this way, and think about me taking it in a certain way, doesn't mean that I should change how I act, or change who I am, just because their thoughts of me exist, or their thoughts of kratom exist. Does that make sense? It's important to remain true to yourself. If you do your research, and you know that kratom is working for you, and you stay at such a small amount, I mean, two to three grams a few times a day, that's like, you know, you're not exceeding recommended dosages or anything. I think that it's important to stay yourself. Um, that said, you know, don't ignore science. I think it's important to keep taking into account other people's views of kratom and, you know, just keep on, you know, stay in the loop. As long as you're staying in the loop and keeping yourself informed, and you know that it's not a terrible thing, you know, based on the facts, just do you, you know, just do you. And this is how I'm going to end the episode here. I'm sorry this was a big bit of a ranting episode for everyone and also for you, Gigi, but I wanted to kind of just spill out my guts here. So that's what I'm doing. Um, Here's the here's the sum up for me. I think it's important to have a centered view of Kratom. And that helps my self-confidence about it, because if I was like an avid proponent of Kratom and I wasn't looking for any negative information, I would, I think, feel a lot more pressure to not use it when I'm having these moments where I'm like, should I be using Kratom or not? But when I do have those moments, I'm like, you know, I did my research, I continue to do my research. I'm I'm going to go with the damn scientists. <laughs> I'm going to go with the damn scientists on this one. I will continue to take in new information, but right now I know that there is very little to no risk to taking Kratom at the small amounts that I'm taking it at personally for me, and I'm going to just keep doing what I think is improving my quality of life. And it's not hurting anyone else, and it's not hurting me, and that's important too. If it starts hurting you, then you need to think about it differently. Then the other thing... um, You know, it's difficult to face the stigma. And I think that ultimately the ticket to doing so isn't to face the stigma or to overcome it, like you suggested in your email. How do you overcome, you know, the stigma? I think that it's not about overcoming it. I think, and, you know, emphasis on think, I'm not an expert. I think that it's a matter of embracing it we're living right now in a time where we're dealing with a rampant opioid crisis and it's as bad as it's ever been and you know my brother overdosed many times he was brought back with narcan um he ultimately ended up taking his life last january and um it hurts i mean here i am about to cry dang it um it hurts. It's it's really difficult to see so many people suffering with with opioid addictions right now, and kratom is a likened to opioids so much, and in the news and everything, and, and it helped people get off opioids so much that it's you know impossible to disentangle from opioids. So it's there. It's there to stay. It's it's tangled with with the crisis we're living through, and people are afraid, and they don't know how to solve this crisis, and they don't want this random substance muddling up their you know answer to the crisis, whatever that answer might be. So, um, it's there to stay the stigma for for at least a little while. But we don't have to try and overcome that stigma. I think that it's it's the goal is to my goal is to embrace it and to understand the moment that I'm living in right now. The moment we're living in right now is a really difficult moment. Um and, and at the same time there's all this new information coming out about Kratom and how it's not it's not the same thing as this you know as these terrible substances that are you know devastating rural America right now um, and you know that you know that you know you know that and so it's not a matter of overcoming the stigma it's a matter of embracing it and and embracing the fact that you know that in the time that we live in right now and that it's difficult but ultimately it's just like, It's a difficult but ultimately graceful fact that you understand that. That's my takeaway. You know what the situation is with this. It's a difficult and beautiful thing that you have to feel this bit of judgment or stigma for being in this situation at this moment in time in our history. But what a beautiful thing it is that you know that. And I'm so grateful that you are one of the people who are here with me and that we get it. There's my mic drop. So I hope that I hope that, that helps answer your questions, Gigi. I know it was a very long ranting episode. I think this is the longest one I've ever done without a guest. <laughs> so uh, I hope that, that it wasn't too much. But um, that's my takeaway. I think your story is a success story, and it's not over. It's not over. Um, I think that it's going to continue on, and you've got a lot of people in this world who are in similar boats as you, um, and that's me included. So know that you're not alone in that, you know, I'm having very similar thoughts as you all the time, and uh, uh, we're, we're getting through it together day by day, not lying to ourselves or others. And that's the beautiful, difficult, but graceful fact of it all. So um, keep on keeping on. You're right on point, and you know it. You know it. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode. Poured my heart out into this one. Hope that it showed. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. All right, everybody. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.